You're listening to the Church 2911 Sermons Podcast. You can follow along with the notes for this message and get better connected with our church by visiting church2911.com connect. This summer at 2911, we're looking back at some of the iconic movies of the 1980s. This week, get ready to dance. We're talking about Footloose. For everything there is a season, a time for every activity under heaven. A time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to harvest. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to tear down and a time to build up. A time to cry and a time to laugh. A time to grieve and a time to dance. A time to dance. As I told you just a few moments ago, uh, I had not seen this movie until, uh, until we were getting ready for this, so I had to, had to watch it. And... Um, you know, and this is this is kind of a uh, you know because what I knew about the movie, and then as I as I looked into it more before I even watched, I thought this is going to be a kind of provocative choice as one of the sermons uh, for this series, especially the launch, the kickoff of that. And uh, I, I'm hoping that when when uh, this sermon's over today, you'll understand, you'll get it. This is why we we took such a step. I, some some might think it's a little bit of a bold step to go go after this movie with some of the things that are there. But there, there's reason for that, okay? And that being said, I also want to give you a tool. I told you about this last Sunday, but in case those of you who aren't here or those of you who forgot, I want to tell you about VidAngel, just real quick, before we have a word of prayer and get in the message. VidAngel, V-I-D, it's probably up there. There it is, okay? It'll be up there for a few moments. Because uh, when I watched this movie, I was able to go in through VidAngel, I watched it, VidAngel, I was able to go in and I would say, look, I don't want to see this scene. It told me, you know, there's a scene that... I don't want to see that. I don't want to see that scene. I don't want to hear these words. And, you know, and I, you can tell the words that you don't want to hear and all of that. And, and, and so you get to really control what you see, what you hear uh, in your movies and take advantage of that. I mean, you, you can literally turn an R-rated movie into a G-rated movie if you want to. I, I, was, able to, I was able to watch a superhero movie with my, uh, this has been a couple years ago, so Colin was probably five then with my five-year-old grandson because I was able to, I, I was able to cut some of those things out. I, I, my, my plan is $7.99 a month. Somebody told me they saw it was $9.99 a month. But to be able to sit down and watch with your family and not be worried about those kinds of things, I just think, I just think it's a great thing. That, and, and really appreciate the guys that have fought and fought and fought to get this far and be able to do that. So I just want you to know that. We'll probably be just talking about that throughout the summer. But uh, I really want you to really challenge you to just, just, just take a look at it, okay, and consider that. All right, so let's have a word of prayer and jump in to foot loose. Father, thank you, God, for all the blessings. Thank you, God, for again this week for miracles that you've done and, and blessings, God, that you've poured out on us. Now, uh, God, I ask you, Lord, we're, we're dancing. Many of us are dancing already. God, I pray you just help us find somebody that's not. Think about the people that aren't and uh, challenge us in this time and, and let, us, let us be up to the challenge, God, and hear that. And, and reach someone who needs to, needs to know you also. In Christ's name we pray and everybody said amen. Okay, so for those of you who don't know Footloose, or, and for those of you who've seen the movie, give you a little bit of background because some of you might not even know this, that it was based on a true story, actually, and some of you may not know that. And uh, now you know what that means in Hollywood, right? It means there was an idea that it's true, and then they went with it. <laughs> you know, that doesn't mean that all these actual people lived or any of, th- any of those kinds of things. Uh, here's, here's the background. There, there was a city, uh, Elmore City, Oklahoma, that since it was established in the 1800s, it had always had a, a, a ban on dancing. Dancing was illegal in the city limits of Elmore City, Oklahoma. 
And uh, in, in 1980, uh, some kids at the high school, they, they petitioned to get the, the law overturned so that they could have a prom where they had dancing instead of just a prom with punch. You know, they could actually have some dancing and, and not just listen to music, but actually dance to the music. And, uh, and one, of the, one of the young ladies who was really involved in this was the mayor's daughter. And so when the, when the vote came up, of course, you know, I'm sure they had some interesting discussions at home. When the vote came up, the city council voted, and it was a tie. And like a lot of cities, the mayor doesn't even vote unless it's to break a tie. So the mayor was going to cast the deciding vote. And uh, according to history, the way he cast the deciding vote was, he said, let them dance. Let them dance. Okay, now listen. I'm not, uh, this is not a sermon about, hey, I think we need to do, do some more dancing because I can't dance. I would love to dance like Andrew. He walked in and the, and the Footloose music took off and, man, he just, I would love to be able to dance like Andrew. I mean, I, je- jealous of you guys with the big hair and Andrew being able to dance, you know, and th- those kinds of things. That's not what this is. When I'm, when I'm speaking of dancing today, I'm really speaking metaphorically, okay, because that's where we're, we're kind of going with all of these sermons in a way of how they re- relate and apply. So I, I'm talking about that, that kind of a thing. Let them dance. There's, there's some people in our lives who need to dance. There's some people in our lives who need to be dancing. You know, some of them haven't danced in a long time. Some of them never danced. They need to be dancing. So let them dance. Okay, so, so this, this movie, based on this true story, but the, the movie itself, this fictitious town, it has a ban on dancing, but it was only about five years old at the, the, the time the movie was supposedly set. And what, the reason they did it was because there were some teenagers in a couple of cars doing something foolish because they had obviously been to a dance and they got drunk. And so they were doing some foolish things on the way home, ran off a bridge, and several of them died, were killed. And because of that, well, you know what happens is we say, well, here's what we'll do is we'll, we'll pass a law against this and this and this. And one of the things they passed a law against was dancing because if you don't go to dances, then you know, you won't drink and you won't do those kinds of things. So you won't, you know, have a, a drunk driving accident on your way home and all those things. So let me caution you right here. First point right here, okay, is, is don't be lulled to sleep. Don't, don't fall into it. Don't buy into the isolationist uh, false sense of security. Because what, what happens a lot of times is we think we, we can pass a law or, or we can make a rule in our house and then that's going to protect us from all the possible bad things that can happen. But you know, you know what really happened? Can, can I tell you what really happened? And actually it was, the, uh, it was the principal of the high school. It was really kind of cool. The principal of the high school, the real story in 1980 in Elmore City, Oklahoma, he said that when, when the, the, the kids were allowed to have a prom where they'd actually dance, he said, I was worried about them. He said, I didn't know if they would know what to do when the music came on. He said, but when the music came on, he said, I didn't have to worry about them anymore. He said, I, I knew they, they knew what to do. And he said this. He said, because it was obvious they had danced before. You know? And, and, and in the movie, you know, in, in the movie, you know what the kids did? Okay, spoiler alert right here. If you don't want to hear what happened, stick your fingers in your ears. But I'm assuming that if you hadn't seen a 35-year-old movie by now, you're probably not going to go see it. So, uh, spoiler alert. But here's what happens. In, you know how the kids, in this, the kids in this movie, how they got their prom with dancing? is they went across the tracks outside of the city limits to, where it, to a place where it wasn't illegal. You know, the, the dancing band uh, didn't go beyond the city limits because it was a city band. And so that's how they did it. So, so here's, here's kind of the point with this, is the ban against dancing 
It didn't stop what they feared. It didn't stop the underage drinking. It didn't stop, stop the drug use. It didn't stop the teenage sex. It didn't even stop the dancing that it was meant to stop, you know? And so this is, this is what, if we're not careful, we will, we will take an isolation as kind of a thing. Like we can, we can just do this and we can just separate all this and, and everything will be all right. And, and, and we can have a false sense of security uh, by, by, by doing halfway or you know, not doing exactly what needs to be done, but doing kind of a halfway thing or, or taking an easy road out. And, and why, why is it then if, if we, we know that, right? I mean, we know we can't legislate morality as they say. We know we can't do that then. Then why do we keep trying to do that? Because it's the easy way out. Mailing it in, uh, I like to call it, or phoning it in, some people might say. You know what mailing it in is? You know, here, here's, here's a, a couple of other ways of saying it. Giving token effort. Putting Band-Aids on it instead of using a real solution. Giving lip service to something or going through the motions. You know, you, so you know what I'm talking about? It, as I, I really see in this movie, that, that's what I see the adults in the movie, in the town, this is what they've done, is, is they're kind of mailing it in. If we, if we create enough rules around our kids, they'll never have any problems. But as I just told you, when, if you've seen the movie, you know, it didn't stop any of those things. And the dancing wasn't really the issue. It was what would lead to, well, they stopped the dancing, but they didn't stop all the stuff that they were worried that dancing would lead to. And so, so you can't do that. Mailing it in is what they were doing. Let me, let me give you some examples of how we mail it in also. Like buying light ranch dress and call it cutting back on our calories, right, you know? Uh, true story. I know, you're, I know you're going to be tempted to read through this list if it comes up there in a second, but, but listen, true story. I got a friend. I hadn't eaten lunch with him in a long time, but whenever we used to eat lunch every time, especially if we were to eat out, he would, he would always tell the waitress, he said, on my salad I want light dressing and I want gobs and gobs of it. And, and I guess for him, you know, if he's going to have gobs and gobs, having light is better than having the real stuff. But that's not really cutting back, is it? Okay? So this is, this is what mailing it in is. It's like buying cheap caviar or cheaper caviar and calling it being frugal. Right? Or, or wearing a T-shirt and calling it witnessing. Now, listen, we're all about T-shirts at 2911, right? Looking around, see, I mean, most of you guys have got on something like this, and I'm seeing anything. There we go. There's one of our new T-shirts, and, and uh, you know, we've got our uh, uh, It's Not About Me shirts out there, and we've got Dare You to Dream shirts. We're all about T-shirts, but don't forget, the T-shirt is not the witness. The T-shirt opens the door for somebody to ask you a question or something, and then you've got to step through the door. Uh, make a token gift and call it caring for the less fortunate. Send a text and call it being there for somebody. Have you ever needed somebody to be there for you? And they sent you a text. And you just wish, I wish they'd just pick up the phone and call me and, and let me have some conversation. Or maybe come by, you know, and ring the doorbell with their elbow. You know what that means, right? You know, ring the doorbell with your elbow because your hands are full. You're bringing something. You know, you ever need somebody, you want, you, you want them to actually be there. Or vote for a certain candidate. Come on. A lot of people do this. They vote for a certain candidate, and then they call that being pro-marriage, pro-life, pro-whatever their cause is. And, and voting's good, but it's just, it's just a step. That doesn't really make you pro-marriage or pro-life, pro-whatever. Or ask God, God, please meet all the needs of the world and call that social justice. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm really into social justice because I'm praying. I'm not saying don't pray, but I'm saying, you know, you, you want to be into social justice, it takes more than that. Or like setting rules, 
setting some rules and calling it parenting. You know, and I'm not saying you don't have any rules, but I'm saying that's not all that parenting is. Let me say it this way. Is there is no autopilot in parenting. You can't set a bunch of rules and build, build the isolation booth around your kids and say, okay, I'm parenting, and then back up and do your own thing, go to your own way, get in your own space, in your own world, and spend all your time there. It's not the way it works. Listen, again, I think I've got to almost belabor the point here so that nobody misunderstands me. I'm not saying rules, laws, and guidelines are bad things. I'm just saying they don't completely solve the problem. Okay, like, you can't legislate morality, right? There, there's, a, there's a quote from Martin Luther King Jr. that a lot of people have jumped on and said, yeah, yeah, that's right. You can't legislate. And he kind of said, it sounds like he agrees with him. You can't legislate morality. Here's the quote right here. He says, it may be true that the law cannot make a man love me, but it can keep him from lynching me. And then see, now when, when somebody's being lynched, when, 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 when lynchings are happening, then you need a law. You know, when people are being killed because of the color of their skin, you need a law. But that law is not going to make everybody love one another. That's what, that's, see, people don't get that, is he wasn't just saying that, that he was saying, no, it's got to go further than that, you know, is that it can't be just that. And, and, and you know, that we, we can't do away with the laws. You can't do away with the guidelines. But it's got, it's got to go further than that. There's got to be something else. There's got to be something more than just the rules and the guidelines. So, so what is that missing ingredient in the lives of the people around us? You know, the ones that aren't dancing, the ones that don't have any joy or anything good in their life. What's the missing, you know what the missing ingredient is? You. You're not just a missing ingredient. I want to call you, you're the magic ingredient. I, I, know, I know you might be saying, well, it's Jesus, right? No, let me tell you, the reason I say you're the magic ingredient is because God created you to be the magic ingredient in the people around you and in their lives. So if, if life change is going to happen in them, for, for a lot of them, you are that missing magic ingredient. You're the one that's going to bring all that to pass. Look, the, the pastor in the movie, which is interesting, I think one of the one reason, one of the main reasons maybe, if I were to encourage you to watch the movie, I think one of the reasons would be just to see John Lithgow be a pastor in, in the movie. Because when my, my first recollection of John Lithgow in, 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 in a role was Harry and the Hendersons, you know. And so to see Harry and the Hendersons, you know, that guy, see him be a pastor, I mean, that, that, that was one of the coolest things in the movie to me. Okay, but so he's the pastor. Uh, his daughter, she gets it. And she preaches it right here, this quote right here. How come, she's talking to her dad, she said, how come when I'm home, you're never as interested in what I do or say as you are when I walk out that door? And wham, and suddenly, you want to know everything. She gets it. She's saying, Dad, you're what's missing in my life. You know, why aren't you as, as interested in what's going on in my life here inside these four walls as you are when I get outside of here? You, you don't care. It's like you don't care anything about me. You don't want to talk to me here, but you're, you want to be all over everything that I'm doing when I walk out the door, when I get outside this house. Why aren't you as interested right here, right now? She, she gets it. She gets it right here. She understands that she understands what she's missing. Now, I, I believe probably uh, some of the teenager in her is saying, you know, Dad, I want you to treat me out there like you treat me at home. Just ignore me. And she might be saying that a little bit. But in reality, our kids are saying, 
I wish that you had as much time for me and you had as many thoughts about me while I'm with you as you did as when I was going to be without you and trying to set up uh, and set up all, all, all these rules of things I can to do. Why, why you don't spend as much time with me when I'm here? That's what she's dying for and asking for. What, what, what's the, the, the missing magic ingredient? You are. You know, let me take you some scripture, and, I, and we're going to have to run through these, a bunch of them, and, and I wanted to throw as many up there on the screen as I could because I wanted you to see over and over and over, that's what it's saying. Isaiah chapter 6, verse 8, he says, here I am, send me. He realizes it's going to take somebody. God is saying, who can we send? And Isaiah realizes, I, I, I can be the solution here. I can be that ingredient. And he says, here I am, send me. Matthew 28. Jesus Christ, the Great Commission, therefore go and make disciples. Uh, in Acts chapter 1 and verse 8, you'll be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere. Who? Who? You. You will be my witnesses. He, he's saying, I'm not doing it anymore. You're the ones that are going to do it. Luke 10 and, 9, 10 and 9, heal their sick and say God's kingdom will soon be here. He was sending out his followers saying, go out into the cities and heal their sick. And he said, he's not doing it anymore. He, he's not here. We're here. Or Isaiah, back to Isaiah chapter 1, verse 17. Learn to do good, seek justice, help the oppressed, defend the cause of orphans, fight for the rights of widows. You know what I don't see there? I don't see a text message or a t-shirt. Not a single one. Let's read that again. Look at what it says. It says, learn to do good, seek justice, help the oppressed, defend the cause of the orphans, and fight for the rights of the widows. Get in there. You're the magic ingredient. It takes you. It's not, not lip service, not just mailing it in. It's going to take us to make a difference in this world and, and in people's lives. And Isaiah 50, 58, 57 chapters later, he's still writing about this. He says, share your food with the hungry. Give shelter to the homeless. Give clothes to those who need them. And don't hide from relatives who need your help. You know, this, this, this came up just a few weeks ago. We, we had that same scripture, and now God's brought it back to us. I don't know, somebody hiding from your relatives that need some money or something? You know, you don't answer their phone calls or something, you know, because it's like it comes back, right? You know, and then Jesus again says in Luke chapter 3, verse 11, if you have two shirts, give one to the poor. If you have food, share it with those who are hungry. You know, you don't have an abundance just so you can have an abundance. If you've got an abundance, find somebody who needs something. And then Paul writes in Romans chapter 12, verse 15, be happy with those who are happy and weep with those who weep. You know what all these verses are saying? They're all saying, you're the answer. You're the ingredient that is missing in most people's lives. You are. So be there in their lives. Don't be separate. Don't isolate yourself. Don't think that you, know, that, that you can just do a little something and everything's going to be okay. You can pass a law. You can make a rule. You can write a check and... and, and, and all the world is going to be okay after that. You're the answer. You're the answer. You remember just a few moments ago, I, I was talking to you about Martin Luther King Jr. and, and, and what, 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 what he said in his speech. But right before that, he said something else. Right before, let, let, I want to read with you what he said right before that. He said, certainly if the problem is to be resolved then, in the final sense, hearts must be changed. Yeah, you can keep a man from lynching me by passing a law, is what he's saying. But if, if we're going to really solve the problem, hearts must be changed. That's what I'm telling you. That's what I'm saying this morning is, is we can't give lip service. We can't just do a little something and say, okay, now everything's going to be okay. 
We've got to be involved and become part of the solutions because we are the magic ingredient. Change might begin. Here's the way I want to say it to you. Change might begin with a law, but it will not be completed until it involves the heart. That's when, that's when change happens. When it involves, and, you, and you can't touch someone's heart with lip service. You can't touch someone's heart with a token gift or a token, or a token action. It's going to take you. You are that magic ingredient. You see, here's the thing. When we're talking about mailing it in, the, the unsaid thing that is there behind that term of mailing it in is that you really have more to offer than you're giving. That because if you're mailing it in, that means you're doing less than you have to offer. And you know what? For some of you, yeah, maybe, maybe there's some of you that you're just lazy. You don't want to do any more for anybody around you, or you don't want to do any more, even for God. But for a lot of you, I think the problem is, is you don't understand. You are the magic ingredient. God created you to be involved in people's lives so their lives could be changed, so marriages could be changed, so families could be, so neighborhoods could be changed, so the world could be changed. You have that inside of you. We can do better. That's why what we're doing for some of us is mailing it in. It's easy. It's easy. We can do this. We can make this happen. That's easy. No big deal. We're just mailing it in. Okay, a lot, of this, a lot of this sermon maybe is mentioning parenting and things, but I don't want you to get just hung up on parenting because, but that's, that's really the example that we have in the movie is why you're using that. But I, I want you to broaden this on past that. But let's just take that for example again right here is we can do better in parenting. You know, in the movie, uh, these adults, uh, what they were saying, what they were trying to do, it wasn't wrong. A lot of their advice was spot on, right? What these kids needed to hear. It wasn't that, it wasn't that they, they needed to, to not say or not guide, not direct, those kinds of things. It was just they weren't giving of themselves. They were adding a few more rules and then retreating again out of their, their, kids, out, out of their kids' lives. It's like they were trying to, again, isolate them problem with isolation, if you try to isolate your kids, isolation only works as long as they are in isolation. One day they got to get out of isolation. And unless you've insulated them, you see, because insulation is something your kids can take with you everywhere they go for the rest of their lives, no matter what they're, when you insulate them with the understanding of what they're supposed, it's, it, it, but it's so much easier, isn't it? Just mail it in, just make some rules. Just tell them. But then they don't know how to actually deal with those things. It's so much easier, you know, to, to, to uh, issue a decree as a dad instead of actually having to sit down and have a conversation, right? Is it any of you, any of you, okay, like me, you know, when I was a kid, I was, uh, one of the promises I made myself is when I grow up, I will never tell my kids, I told you so. Anybody ever make that promise to yourself? Anybody ever break that promise to yourself? Yeah, you know, maybe after the fifth or tenth time, Brent or Kristen, you know, ask, but why? But why? Or they don't understand, or they argue, you know, and then finally you just, okay, because I told you so, right? And you just, you know what? And sometimes there are times, 
to just lay the law down and be the, be the parent. Sometimes there are times, but it all can't be built on just laying down the law. It all can't be built on, on, on just mailing it in and just taking that easy way out. That's, that's, that's what will happen if it's built in that way. It, it, all can't be, it all can't be built on that. So isolation? No. Insulation is what we need to do. Let me give it to you this way. Teach your children to deal with their passions, not ignore them. Because you know what, what we do is, is we want to say, oh, no, no, that, 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 that's bad. We need to get that out of your life. That's bad. You don't need to be thinking about that. That's bad. You don't need to be involved. That's isolation. And what's going to happen one day is they're going to be out, and that passion is going to come back, and you haven't taught them. You've just taught them to ignore it, and they don't know how to deal with it yet. But, but take that into every single thing. And, and even beyond the parenting is it's got to go beyond. Is it, we, we have to have the conversation. We can't just say, I told you so, all the time. We have to break down and say, I told you so. And uh, I told you so the other day, but let me tell you why I told you so. And we have to have the conversation. See, we can do better at our parenting, but it goes way beyond that also. We can do better with our caring. Okay, the, the pastor, John Lithgow, the pastor's wife is named Vi, and she has a great, great little speech right here. Okay, I wanted, to re- I wanted you to read it with me. We can do better in our caring. Shaw, that was his name. Pastor's name is Shaw. Shaw, it's 20 years now I've been a minister's wife. I still think you're a wonderful, wonderful preacher. You can lift a congregation up so high they have to look down to see heaven. What a great quote. You know, wouldn't, that'd be wonderful, you know, to, to hear your wife say, and then, then, then what she say, but it's the one on, one-to-one where you need a little work. Oh, isn't that a, that's a great wife, isn't it? Man, just builds you up to the heavens and just to bring you right back down to earth, right? <laughs> but she knew I got to be honest with him. So before I kill him and be honest with him, I got to build him up and let him know where he's doing really, really good before I tell him it's the one to one where you need a little work. And don't we all? Don't we all? You see, isn't, isn't this really the question? Is how much one to one are we doing? Because that's, that's where you give the important. The magic ingredient that is you. You can't. I, I, I mean, it's an awesome thing to to give twenty five dollars or fifty dollars, and, and with all those givings of all over the world, and let's go dig a well somewhere. And that, that's an awesome thing to do, to be a part of that. But but somewhere in some place, you got to give you. You know, it's it's easy to to write it. I mean, that writing a check. I'm, I know some of you say well, I don't have a lot of money, but you know that's the easiest gift to give. You know, maybe you can't give $25, you can give five or what. That's the easiest thing to do because you're going to make some more money tomorrow, but you're not going to make some more time tomorrow. You're not going to make more of you tomorrow. There, you, when you give that away, you see, that's the most precious, most awesome commodity you've got. The, the priceless commodity is you. And so when you give that, that's the thing. That's the, and God made it that way so that when you give that, it is invested in such a way that it gives the greatest rewards too. You, you are the magic ingredient. So don't, don't pass it off too quick. And, and I need to quit. I need to wrap, so I'm going to wrap up right here. And, and, and I'm going to just tell you right, right here is I was really disappointed in the movie. I was disappointed in the way the movie was resolved, okay? See, I think too often we go for the quick fix instead of the real solution. And I think that's what this movie did. 
It's almost like it's almost like when they got to this point in the climate, and listen, spoiler alert, but I, I don't think anybody's really really cares that much. But anyway, when they get to the climax of this whole thing, it's like all of a sudden they just go for the quick fix. You know, and 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 here's here's how the thing kind of resolves. Is like, you know, the mayor in the in the real life city says, let them dance. Well, it's the pastor in this city in, in the movie. It's the pastor who has that little final word that settles it when he says, we're going to have to trust our children, our kids, our teenagers. We're going to have to trust them. And I'm like, no, no. Okay, some of you teenagers are like, you don't trust me, Pastor? No, 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 follow me here, okay? All right. So I'm, I'm like, no, it's almost like, you know, I wanted to, do, were they running out of film and they couldn't just go ahead and, and flesh this out a little bit more? I mean, they, they, they're going from all these rules, and they say, we're just going to have to trust our kids more. And I'm like, no, and here's the reason I'm saying no, is because from everything I see in the movie, they've not spent any time with their kids to teach their kids how to get out there and make good decisions. And so by just saying, okay, we've made all these rules now, and, and that ain't working, well, we're just going to have to trust them and hope they make good. And I'm going to no, that's not it either. It's got to be somewhere in the middle. It's got, it's, you know... They needed to flesh that out, that thought from his daughter that said, I wish, I wish I had more of you here like I've got you out there when I can't even see your face. I wish. That's what was needed here. But they didn't get that. And, and you know what? That's what's needed out in our world. And I think a lot of times, listen, say it this way to you, is I, I think I've watched three generations, and, and probably you could say more according to what you argue a generation is. But I'd say like the generation before me, my generation, my own generation, and then the generation or generations coming up behind me, I've watched three generations dance their Sunday dance. You know, Now, I, I have been to churches where people actually dance, and I'd love to carry you today to a, a place where there's a, a, a lady that dances, and it's just when she dances, it's just an amazing, awesome thing because I know her story and why she dances before God. And I've been to churches, but that's, I'm not talking about that kind of dance. I'm talking about a metaphorical dance. You know, this whole thing that we're doing. Now, I've been to some churches, they didn't dance. I mean, they were they had a funeral every Sunday morning, you know, and I was like, somebody please say amen and let's go home and do something uplifting or whatever. But I'm talking about like this, our, our Sunday dance. This is awesome. You know, our Sunday dance that we have at 2911, it's an awesome thing. I mean, you guys come in with such a, such a great attitude and loving on one another, and then you come into something like this. We got giant Rubik's Cubes on the stage. I mean, you know, and Pac-Man's back there trying to eat the little ghosts on the tables, you know, and all. I mean, it's like this. Then you got your big hair and your parachute pants and all that stuff. I mean, we're dancing our dance. This is part of who we are as 2911, and this is awesome. But there's somebody else out there who's not dancing today. You know, there are people in your life that haven't smiled. You haven't seen a smile out of them in weeks, months, maybe even years. It's time that, it's time that some people in our lives dance again. And you and I have it. You and I have, we're the magic ingredient. We're the ones that's got it. You know what? It's, it's time we, we do our Sunday dance here at 2911, but it's time we kick off our Sunday shoes, as the song said, right? And we get out there. We take the dance to the streets, and we take the dance to our communities, and we take the dance to our neighborhoods, and we take the dance to our homes, and take the dance to those people that are in our lives that hadn't danced in a long time. 
You're the magic ingredient. That's the way it's going to happen. And, and, and here we are. Today we're kicking off summer of serve. Oh, not a better day to say let's make the declaration. This summer it's time to dance. Let's look around. Somebody around you needs to dance again. And we're going to do something a little different today. Kristen is going to come and close the rest of this message, okay? She's going to close the rest of this part of the service for us. Hey, guys. Um, after that sermon, after that message today from Pastor, I just really feel like, you know what? I want to do that. I want to make someone dance. I want to bring someone. I want to bring the dance back to their life, and I want to bring the joy back to their life, and I want to share this awesome thing that God has given me in my life, and and that's what's so amazing about today is because today we're kicking off Summer of Serve, and Summer of Serve is simply something 2911 does every year where we say, you know what, let's focus outside. Let's focus on beyond us, and let's look around and see where can we impact others' lives? Where can we bring the dance back to somebody's lives? Where can we bring the joy that comes with Jesus back into someone's life? And so maybe it's your neighborhood. Maybe it's your community. Maybe it's your job, your school, wherever you are. You've seen that. You've seen something in your life that you're like, man, I wish someone could do something about that. Or, or man, that would be an awesome thing. I'd love to do that if I just had some help. Well, guess what? This is your opportunity. We want you to go to church2911.com slash SOS. Actually, we want you to go right now. We want you to pull out your phone and go and put that idea in. And even if you're like, hey, I don't know if I can do this by myself, we want to partner with you. We want to help you promote that and help you get the things you need to be able to impact someone else's life. And if you don't know an idea, if you're like, hey, yeah, that's a great thing. I'd love to help someone else dance this summer. But I don't know an idea. I don't know something. Well, guess what? You can go to church2911.com slash SOS. And right there are already some ideas. Some people have already registered for groups and we've put those ideas there and you can sign up today to get more information. We want you to pull out your phone right now because I'm about to stop the service in just a second just for you to pull out your phone. So you can go ahead and grab it and start looking at that. There's ideas on there. And if you think, hey, none of these ideas are something that I necessarily feel like this is for me right now. There's even a place to check so that you can be notified later as more projects come along. Because we want every person to be part of this. This is who Jesus has called us to be, and this is who we are at 2911. And we want you to get involved. So please, pull out your phone right now. Go to church2911.com slash SOS, and you can get information. You can see the groups that are already ready and already prepared to go. You can sign up for those. You can ask for more information as it comes along, or you can register an idea yourself. But we want everyone to get to be a part this summer of bringing the dance back to someone's life. You've been listening to the Church 2911 Sermons Podcast. If you have a prayer need, our prayer team and pastoral staff would love to pray with you. You can send us your prayer requests by using the email address prayer at church2911.com. If you would like to know more about our church, including information about our weekly services, please check out church2911.com. Thank you for listening. We hope you know that God has an amazing dream for you. And as always, we dare you to dream.